High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Well, good afternoon, good afternoon. Um, this, of course, is the DL Link Show. Welcome. This is the place where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. I'm Nikki Severini. I'll be keeping you company for the next hour. Um, and thanks to our fabulous producers, we have a great show lined up for you. And, of course, thank you to our technical savvy guys. Um, we're able to broadcast from offices and, and uh, setups at home, and we love that we can do that. So it's another Thursday afternoon, and every day is so very interesting because we really don't know how the day is going to unfold, you know, just listening to the COVID news, listening to what's happening around the world, and how governments, how uh, medical institutions, how individuals are trying to shift change. We hear businesses pivoting, people in their personal space, how are they coping, building resilience, in an ability to, to adapt. So they really, really are interesting times, and sometimes it feels overwhelming, and other times we, we see that we can dig deep and we find how extraordinarily um, strong and resilient we are. So we hope that every week we bring you shows and we bring you experts who can help you with this journey. Journey, whatever journey it is that you are on. So once again, we have fabulous guests. And we're going to be talking about the power of words, storytelling. And our words are so very powerful. I wonder if you ever listen to the words that you use, because words are really things, you know. There's an energy attached to words. Um, what we're, what we're um, verbalizing, what we're thinking, we're very much creating in reality around that. And uh, so today we're going to be looking at storytelling. We're going to be looking at the power of the words. What are you telling yourself? What are you telling others about who you are, who they are, and how you are in the world? Um, I came across such a beautiful quote by um, uh, Tracy Chapman, and Tracy Chapman said, there's a power in words. There's a power in being able to explain and describe and articulate what you know and feel and believe about the world and about yourself. So we really do have an expert on the show today who's going to be expanding on that and really looking at stories that we tell. Tell about ourselves, what we're going through currently. Professor Walter Harry Willis is an emeritus professor of narrative studies at the Western Orthodox University and European American University. He is the founder of the Story Clinic and Complementary and Alternative Medicine Practitioner as well. So, Professor, thank you Thank you for joining us. Really wonderful having you on the show. Thank you. Make it Walter, please, not Professor. Oh, Walter, there we go. Say no more. So, so Walter, you heard my introduction. Please, just your insight. I mean, I know that you specialize in storytelling, and I love that. Um, what, are we, what, what is the importance uh, uh, when it comes to storytelling, specifically with the kind of life that we're all living? So we all have the common story of the COVID-19. And how do we integrate that with our personal stories and who we are in the world? Okay, I want to make a point first by saying that um, story creating comes before storytelling. Um, okay. Okay, and I'm actually a bit more interested in the story creating. Um, before we get to storytelling, storytelling has become a little bit hackneyed. Everybody uses it. People use it for business purposes, for branding, etc. And there's nothing wrong with that. But before we can tell the story, 
we create a story, and I'm I'm very interested in how we create stories. Okay, so let's let, so expand okay. on that, please, Walter. Let's let's look at the difference between the story creation, um, which then leads to the storytelling. Okay, uh, because we are living organisms, we create stories. It's as simple as that. Um, what happens is that within our own minds, ourselves, our bodies. There isn't a lot of abstraction going on. We're alive, we make sense of things, and we do so by telling stories. Not always on purpose. They come out by default most of the time. So when we get into the mode of creating stories on purpose, we get to know ourselves better. We take a harder look at our context. We begin to understand all the factors in our surroundings a bit more. Um, and that is both narratological and physiological at the same time. Now, I don't want to get too abstract, so you better steer me with some questions. <laughs> Okay, so let me ask you this. So just so that I have an understanding here, we are creating stories all the time. Um, and we don't even know we're creating stories. And what you're saying is create stories on purpose because then that changes the whole storytelling. Is that kind of what you said in a nutshell? That's where we're starting all from, yes. Fantastic, Walter. So let's, before we go on purposefully creating a story, let's just, and without getting too abstract, let's rewind a little bit and just see how it is that we create stories without us even realizing that we're doing this. Just so we can outline that and, and then that'll lead to how we can purposefully create them. You know, we don't know for how long humans have been alive, but it seems to be quite a while. And the story that we tell ourselves is basically the story that we are told. For instance, let's take something that everybody takes for granted. I'm an individual. I'm a person. I was born. I'm living. And, you know, it's going to happen. I'm going to die. And I'm not sure that'll be the end. It depends what sort of a story you tell yourself in respect of infinity. Um, but that's, that's our sort of baseline. And it's actually a pretty boring line. Mm. Um, I, I would prefer to say I'm not a person, merely. I'm not an individual merely. I am having experiences which I put into stories and then believe them or don't believe them or deal with them. But the point is that there's a lot of depth there. And most of the time we don't like to go towards deep feelings because they can be quite scary and quite frightening. It's difficult to articulate them, so especially at this time when it's really difficult to tell yourself the story of what's happening around us with the COVID-19. And we're not sure who to listen to, whether we should listen to the politicians, whether we should listen to the medical people, whether we should listen to the pandemiologists. You know, it's difficult to know actually what's going on. And so the fear and the uncertainty can be huge. Um, now, that's just part of what you know we're attending to today in, in terms of this talk here. So, again, stimulate questions where you want to go, but that's how I would say we are telling our stories all the time by default. It's our... It's a bodily requirement. It's a neurological, okay. it's a, it's a neurological continuum. It just keeps on happening. I would go I so see. far that our, you know, our brains, our sensate experience produce probably hundreds, thousands maybe of stories each second. It's as quick as that. We are pretty important and capable beings. And so the stories that we ourselves need to be interesting, workable, fruitful. So, Walter, when you talk about stories and you say we're producing these stories throughout the day, um, are you saying, is it the same as a thought? I mean, so, for example, if I keep still for a while, I, I, I really enjoy mindfulness, so I try to become the observer of all of these thoughts. Are you saying those thoughts are stories? That's what's being created. You can tease them out into stories. I mean, okay. a thought on its own is, quite frankly, I've never known what a thought is. Yeah, um, I hear it, you, actually. Yeah, it, it, it might be an image. 
It might mm-hmm. be a series of images. If you ask yourself, what is this telling me? Then you're starting with the story. Okay, okay. So, so let's look at, so, okay, so you, so you're creating these stories. We're, we're trying to make sense of the world, who we are in the world. And you've said that, that this is something that we should be doing on purpose. And what is the difference between, well, there's obviously a huge difference between just these stories that are being created when we're not aware of it and purposefully creating the stories. But how do we cross over, um, Walter, when we're doing something automatically without even realizing it to then consciously creating the story? Okay. Um, most of the time we're using attention without paying attention to it. Most of the time we intend things without really fully considering or being aware of what we're intending. So when we're conscious, these two things come into play, attention and intention. So pick on something, pay attention to it properly, intend something about it. And when you intend something, you choose an attitude. So say, for instance, if we choose an attitude towards what's going on around us with the COVID-19, I think many of us have mood swings from one second to the next in terms of feeling terrified. And, and then some sort of nonsense, we're going to get booze and we're going to party. So in, in between yeah. these two kinds of extremes, one needs to pick an attitude that, that, is, that, that's suit, that suits you, that feels this is the right attitude to take and then move into that. And by taking that attitude, you actually begin to tell yourself the story of what's going on around you and you begin to create it. You actually, you actually begin to participate in creating a story which is useful to other people. We have seen so many acts of kindness come out. We have seen so many instances of creativity. We know that humans are much more than simply fearful creatures. Walter, maybe we can just um, break it down a little bit more. So for someone who is going through, as you say, the COVID, you mentioned this range of emotions that we go through really moment by moment. Um, I started off the interview talking about the, the, you know, how we know so little and then you talk about the acts of kindness. So this is happening all the time. So for people who are listening right now, how do we, and you spoke about intention and attention in order to create that story. How do we break the old story in order to create the new story? So for example, um, if you, if the default is to go into the panic story, um, about all the terrible things that could be happening, the, 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 this new, very scary way of living. So that would maybe be the do- default. How do we crack that, um, so that the creating of the new story is is, a, is, is one that's, that's far more uplifting, that's far more joyful, that's far more compassionate and connecting. Okay, I'm going to refer back here to one of my favorite writers who is Martha Beck. And yes. um, she's written a book called something like Finding Your Way in the New Wild World, something like that, I haven't got it word perfect. The second part of that book is about oneness. And so I want to use what she does there and point out that you can change the story by paying attention to what is around you on a very simple and open basis. In other words, go outside, sit in the sun, and wait. Watch to see. And maybe you'll notice a plant, a bird, part of the sky. It should be natural, I think. And pay attention to it on a daily basis. Let it become habitual, and you'll find something speaking to you. Mm. Um, by way of example, um, during this time when we haven't been allowed out, we've been allowed out very sparsely. We've been taking a walk um, at the back of where we live. Um, it's, it's an open area. No one is there. We can go down to where the river is. Sometimes the river is there. Sometimes it's just sand. Um, in the past few hours, it's actually filled up and overflowed. But 
on these walks with the dogs, we've noticed fruit trees, which we've never been aware of before, you know, growing behind where we live. We've always gone up the front. For the past few days, we've noticed Uhutu, and we've become used to their patterns of flight, where they come from, where they go. We've wondered where the nests are. So there's been that sense of connecting, of wondering, of feeling that, and we've mentioned it's so good to be out and feeling part of nature and to be released from the stress of COVID, which mm. in, my view, in my view is a natural event anyway. The humans are just in the wrong place. Um, okay, so it's that kind of, is that kind of exercise which one can, which one can use to begin with? Simply Fantastic. Walter, we're going to take a quick break. Please wait for us. A quick ad break. We'll be right back and then we'll continue with us. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Thank you so much for staying with us. This, of course, is the DL Link Show on 101.9 High FM. Um, I am chatting to Professor Walter Harry Willies. Um, he's a registered poetry therapist in the U.S. and a registered homeopath in the U.K. and a business coach. And he founded the Story Clinic to make it easy for individuals and groups to get to grips with their stories, which are key to healthy consciousness and developed a healing modality known as biofocusing. Um, so, Walter, thanks so much, and apologies for interrupting you. You were talking about um, the changing the story um, and being very conscious about it and the intention and the paying attention. So you said something as simple as going outside, sitting in the sun and waiting, and you explained um, walking outside and hearing the birds. Um, we, we, we seem to live in a world where we are very busy. You know, it's this... Um, we, we're in action, and so sitting quiet and um, being quiet and going within can be quite uncomfortable for some people. Are there are there certain ways? Are there certain techniques um, we can use to to quieten that mind so that we can we can connect and and allow that story to be created? You know, stillness and calmness, and becoming aware of emotions and attitudes, because usually yeah. we practice them instead of considering them. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's a lot to be said about this. Many ways and techniques of getting to grips with the uh, the story that is your so-called person, um, because you're a fluid being, you're not a static being, and that fluidity we actually don't really notice. But uh, to get to get back to answer your question, to be still, to be calm, and to become aware of your energy, the way you feel, because that's not a given. It's not a necessity. If you pay attention to it, you're able to shift it, to move it. It's always possible to calm yourself with breathing techniques. Okay, so you said stillness, calmness, breathing techniques are a good way. So so let's look at journaling, for example. People, as I mean, you spoke about storytelling, and everyone's also talking about journaling and sitting down and writing how you're feeling and getting creative, connecting with the, with the inner self, the inner world. Is it, would you say it's the same kind of, are we on the same track when we look at journaling or is it very different? No, that's, that's quite right. It's, it's always helpful to objectify what's going on inside. So if you take pen and paper and you write a very short paragraph um, and make it as objective as possible, don't refer yourself even to I, refer yourself as to the third person. Give yourself a name or give yourself a character and write down, describe what that person is doing, sitting, looking out of the window, feeling despondent or feeling simply calm, what that person notices. And as you do that, as you objectify yourself like that, you're going to find 
uh, keys. You're going to find little clues of what you can pay attention to. Obviously, if I'm doing this with someone, because I work on a one-to-one basis, um, if you're doing this with someone, you're going to find the things which actually help them to get to that point of story storytelling, the story that you are creating, um, understanding the difference between that. But the, the whole point here is to shift the story that's being told because you want a better life. Hmm. So let's look at that. Wow, I like that. Okay, so you're looking at the paragraph. What is the importance of objectifying or writing in the third person opposed to I'm sitting here, I'm feeling this, I'm concerned about this? Because it grows awareness. It helps you to consider yourself in more detail. To, it gives perspective because it removes the default and it provides um, a sense of perspective which you then become aware can be changed. Mm, okay, fantastic. Let's okay. go to let's go to the actual storytelling. Yes, Walter, you were saying something. Not only do you become aware that you can change the perspective, you can actually change the whole sense, the feeling, the energy of what's going on inside. In because words, you're seeing it from a from a different perspective as opposed to telling it from the internal. You're, um, yeah, you're actually creating by creating a story. You're creating a handle. For self-management, if you will, to make it sound trite. But that's not, the effect isn't trite because it can be very fruitful. Okay. And, and, and then once, so, so it's the stillness, it's, we could write down the paragraph as the third person, um, she sits, she's looking outside, she's feeling this, she's what, what, whatever it is you're writing. When do you cross over and when, do, when does it become the storytelling? Is that when you go out in the world? Um, is that the choices that you're making? Is that the way you're interacting with people? How, how do we get to that stage, Walter? Okay. Well, there's an overlap, obviously. So you sit down, taking this example, you write the paragraph and as you write the paragraph, you are doing both. You're creating the story and then slow down, pay attention. This is how I have told the story. Look at the words that I've used. Look at the, the sentences that I've put together. There will be a, a feeling connected with those. Yeah. So that is, that, that's a story that, that is the story telling because you become aware of how you have behaved in, in, in creating the story. <laughs> it's, um, it's what dreams are as well. The, the dream gets its meaning from the way in which you tell it. Wow. So, yeah. so it sounds way, very powerful, Walter. It sounds incredible. I mean, when you, you say you work, <clears throat> a bigger pardon, with people one-on-one, is it, do you see it as a kind of a transformative process when you work with people doing this? It can be hugely transformative. You can move from A to Z in 40 minutes, literally. Really? If you want to open, it all depends how obscure you are of uh, what's going on inside you. Okay, so it's so about writing that by writing that down <clears throat> as the third person. You said it all depends on how scared you are. Just by the removal, I suppose you're able to access those emotions more deeply. Uh, yeah, story story creating, storytelling. It's a friendly way of dealing with uh, things that people would, ro- would prefer not to talk about often. Usually, people don't want to be challenged about their beliefs because for mm-hmm. them, that's that's a way of establishing certainty. But if you begin to story mode beliefs, you can travel a long way and actually help people to listen more deeply as well as to tell with more exposure about what's actually going on within and how (laughs) going on within relates to how they understand how the world out there works as well. It's a bridge. The story Mm -hmm. is a bridge between what's happening between inside, between outside, virtually between everything. 
fascinating, Walter. Wow, thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I think that you've given our our listeners a lot to chew on. Um, and um, those tips of sitting and writing the paragraph. Um, and I love the being quiet and with intention and allowing the feelings to come up. Um, I, I, I think that, um, yeah, I think that people have something to work with. So, Walter, thank you so much. And if people want to get hold of you, is it what, what is your website? How do people get hold of you? It's story-clinic.com. Fantastic. Walter, thank you. Really been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Do take care. Thank you, Nikki. And thanks to thank everybody. You. Okay. Thank you and go well. Um, that was uh, Professor Walter Harry Willies, uh, as I said, Emeritus Professor of Narrative Studies, the Western Orthodox University and European American University, and the power of the story. So it's the, the creating, that we are creating stories. And um, without even realizing that we are creating stories all the time. And so he talks about purposefully creating the stories, being aware, being conscious, taking time out, writing that paragraph, uh, paragraph connecting with your feelings and, and then telling um, another story. Very powerful. Mm-hmm. You can get hold of Walter if you want to hear more. We're going to take a break. And after the break, we're going to bring you our next guest, Michelle Heldenhays, who's an author, writer, and a self-mastery guide, also looking at the world and words that we use and the power involved there. So stay where you are. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Well, welcome back to the DR Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. I started off the show talking about the power of words and we heard from Professor Walter Harry Willies about the power of storytelling, that we have the ability to create a new story and how that can change our lives. And our next guest is Michelle Heldenhays. Um, and Michelle is an author, a writer, a self-mastery guide um, and that she has come up with a brand name called Spirit Quest and we're going to be talking a little bit more about that and, and, and how we can change our world through the words that we use. Michelle, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's great to have you on the show, Michelle, especially when I look at self-mastery. Um, this is really, you know, we talk about mm. the uncertain times. So the certainty mm. which we, 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 we what sort of we have, our finger on is how we deal with ourselves and our ability to master ourselves. We have to go internally. Is this what you're going to be talking about? Is this what you focus on? Yes, Nikki. Um, first and foremost, I'm a writer and I'm very passionate about using our words to change the world. Um, what I'd like to talk about today is self-mastery guidance um, that I offer in session in session work. And uh, really, this encompasses the notion of mastering our emotions, uh, just as one would master any skill in this life. Um, it's about becoming aware of our emotions and also our reactions that arise from these emotions. Inevitably, our emotions and the reactions that arise from those emotions are what creates and shapes our reality. So what we really are doing is mastering our reality. And uh, so I guide people on how to tailor these reactions to the life they truly want, uh, turning unconscious reactions into conscious reactions. So I guide, uh, I guide you in acknowledging and embracing your shadow or unrecognized trauma because going into these unwanted emotions and feelings 
um, in going into them, we accept them and integrate them so as to become whole beings as opposed to split apart beings. And in this wholeness, we unlock our true potential, our true selves, and inevitably unlock our true destiny. And also in these sessions, if there are messages that desire to come through from one's spirit guides or higher self, I allow myself to become the messenger for those messenger, uh, messages. So, yes, that, that, that's the work I, I do in a nutshell, uh, Nikki. Very interesting, Michelle. Let's take a break. And after the break, let's break it down how it is that we get to master that which is not always easy to master, and that mm. is the emotions um, yeah. and rising in us. So a quick break, Michelle, and uh, we'll continue after the break. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. And uh, it's a chilly Thursday afternoon in Joburg, although quite a bit warmer than yesterday. I'm Nikki Severini, and this is the DLP Show, where we connect you to insights, information, and illumination. And it certainly is interesting times, um, and we've spoken about this week in and week out, bringing you experts to help you navigate these new waters, so to speak. And, you know, if I have to share my ups and downs, there are days when I feel so positive, and I feel that I'm learning so much about myself and the resilience and the adaptive and then there are days when I just feel oh, I'm not sure how long I can go on for and, and it has everything to do with what I'm thinking and then the feelings come up and what I'm alluding to really is just this kind of roller coaster ride that we're up and then we're down and uh, you know are we going to live our lives on the roller coaster or do we start to steer that roller coaster? Well our guest um, today Michelle Helden has, um, is talking about just that mastering um, our reactions, our emotions, from unconscious reactions to conscious reactions, um, and I suppose that would help us instead of it being the the um, roller coaster up and down to have more of a steady ride. So, Michelle, um, mm-hmm. the, when we stopped for the break, I said, "How does one get to mastering one's emotions when we're living in a time where it's so up and down? We just don't yes. know mm-hmm. what's going to be playing out." What do you have to say to that? Yes, Nikki. Well, we definitely are in roller coaster times. So, um, where I'd like to begin is to say that um, we cannot help the emotions that arise within us. They are there to teach us. And um, what we've been taught for a very long time is to alienate or deny our uncomfortable emotions. And whereas we should be embracing those emotions and feeling them for all that they are, because once we acknowledge and accept those emotions, they no longer have control over us. So what we're really doing is mastering our reactions to those emotions, because once we are aware of how we're reacting, that is where we can change our reality. So really all it is about is um, seeing ourselves as whole and perfect as we are and not not saying to ourselves that we are broken or damaged and those sort of things. It's also about becoming aware of the language that we use with ourselves. It's very mm-hmm. important that our internal language is kind and gentle and loving towards ourselves just as we would want to be treated by someone else. It's mastering our self-awareness, mindfulness, and also self-love. 
Wow. Okay. So, so let's talk about these emotions, these uh, feelings which come up in us. They create these emotions. Um, they then change the way we act and who we are in the world. Um, and you mentioned a, a shadow self. So can, can we go there on our own, Michelle? Yes, absolutely we can do that. Um, sometimes we need a little bit uh, of guidance in the beginning, just as I needed um, in my life. And um, feelings such as guilt and shame and things like that that come up, we often um, want to turn away from it because it's extremely uncomfortable. But once we once we find that we go into those emotions and really sitting with them, and that's where meditation comes in, I always push on meditation, and it's uh, really just sitting with those feelings and let them come up and arise and, and how can I say dance in our energy and it's in that that we create awareness and um, there are many tools people can use for this uh, we can write down our feelings we can start a blog or we can use music music is a wonderful way of going into our emotions um, <clears throat> So it's really embracing that which we previously were running from, to put it uh, into that context. Am I making sense, Nikki? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. So if we're dealing 100%, Michelle, so if we're dealing with um, a, a feeling that comes up and you just don't know mm-hmm. why it's there, you don't know yes. why it's there, you don't know where it's from, do you need to go, do you need to locate it to source or, or just by allowing it to flow, um, it moves? It is important to understand where these emotions are coming from. And every single one of us, every single one of us has experienced trauma in our lives. Every single one of us. And it's going into those traumatic experiences and revisiting those experiences. And that's why I say it's important to have a guide in the beginning because it's important to see these experiences from a different angle. And, and having a different perspective on these experiences because although they, they were traumatic experiences, they inevitably birth who we are and, um, we, we become stronger and more enlightened and, and, and through these experiences, which, which is where wisdom comes, uh, comes in. So it's learning to look at these experiences that were once extremely uncomfortable and seeing them as a catalyst for spiritual growth. Okay, wow. Okay, fantastic. So let's go back to some of the tips for our listeners, uh, Michelle. People who are listening right now who want to be able to master their emotions and their reactions. You've spoken about writing things down, uh, blogging, mm. using music. What, what else would you suggest to our listeners um, to taking steps to being able to master one's emotions? Okay, so number one, it is uh, first looking at oneself as being whole and 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 uh, not denying these 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 emotions and seeing and understanding that they are there for a reason. Secondly, I would suggest that everyone finds a uh, guide in in the field of shadow work or spiritual guidance um, just to get the ball rolling. Um, Like I said, to see things from a different perspective, which we often are blocked to. So I would definitely suggest that. And then there are many teachers out there that are who who provide their teachings free of charge on YouTube. And uh, some of of the teachers that have helped me on my path is Eckhart Tolle or Matt Kahn or Teal Swan. They're all wonderful teachers that, 
that that are available um, on the internet. So finding literature to read, watching videos, and um, yes, this is, these are all things that can can uh, help us on that path. Okay, fantastic. Love that. So let's talk about the power of words. We started off with our professor, our professor talking about creating the story and then actual storytelling. Um, what, 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 what is it about words that we can change, that we can introduce new ways of using words or certainly being aware of the habitual words that we use that can create magic in our world? Right, and I love the I love the word that you used there, magic, because it's one of my favorite words. It's it's understanding that words are energy. Um, everything is energy, but words are energy, and um, it's understanding that. In fact, that's why they call it spelling. It's almost casting spells. We are casting spells in in the world and in ourselves with the words that we use. So it's using positive, encouraging, enlightening words um, around us and to other people. Of course, now if you look on social media and in the news and that, there, there's a lot of uh, negative you know, stories going along and then we're in a very roller coaster sort of time. And it's turning this situation that we all find ourselves in into a positive situation. The things that we share on social media, for example, let's share positive stories. Let's share what, how things are changing in a positive way. Let's, let's look at the magic that is around us. Let's look at the good that's happening around us and create stories around that. And also realizing that our lives up until this very point is a narrative it's a story that we've told we we there's a story that we told that, that we tell people over and over again and we need to look at that story is it a positive story that we are telling or is it a negative story that we are telling how do we feel about the story that we are telling about our lives when we are telling it and let's change that story it's literally it it sounds easier um than what it might be, but in fact, once you do it, it's actually very easy, and it's looking, it's actually writing your story down, and looking at the story and going, okay, I'm going to change that story from today, and rewriting that story, and retelling that story, making yourself the hero, and not the victim. Mm, okay, Michelle, we're going to take a break, we'll continue after the break. IFM, 101.9 megahertz of life. This is the DLE show that you are tuned to where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. And today we've been focusing on the power of words um, and storytelling and your story and what is your story. Um, so very interesting. Our current guest, Michelle Heldenhays, is talking about the power of words, the words that we use, um, and also writing down and, and being kind of the hero in your own story instead of um, being the victim in your story. So, Michelle, we've, we've kind of delved into a few areas. We looked at self-mastery, we looked at emotions, yeah. um, looking at your reactions, the shadow self, which we haven't really gone into detail with because I know you okay. have to be with someone, but but when yeah. you're looking at when you're looking at a story, so these these incidents, these things that have happened to us in our past, they've helped create these stories that we have. Um, you spoke about the importance of letting the emotion um you know, connecting with the emotion. Yes. 
is there is there sometimes a danger in looking at positive words and positive stories as suppressing the original emotion um, as opposed to releasing? How do we find the balance with allowing emotion to release and being positive and using positive words and imagery, etc., at the same time? Yes, Nikki, I'm great. Uh, I'm happy that you brought that up. So there is a danger in 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 uh, immersing ourselves only in the positive because, like I've said uh, before, it's integrating everything and seeing ourselves as whole with the negative and positive parts. And I, I don't like using those words because um, it sort of gives um, the impression that some things are wrong and some things are right, and everything. Yeah. So everything is part of the whole. So of course, being positive all the time is impossible. But it is those, it's, it's becoming aware of how we are driving our reality. So it's becoming aware of the words that we are using. And it's not that we only need to use positive words. It's about being authentic in the way that, okay, this is me. This is who I am. I've experienced X, Y, and Z. And I do have these uncomfortable emotions that run through me, but I'm no longer denying them or alienating them. They are part of me and using, how can I say, um, uplifting language within ourselves and in, in the world around us, but also remembering to, 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 to keep an air of authenticity and keeping space open for people to um, bring their true selves to the table. So when somebody brings up, you know, uncomfortable an uncomfortable conversation or they want to um, discuss something that's that's deep and painful for them it's opening the space for that it's holding space for people and not only for other people for yourself as well to be everything that you are but realizing that um, diving too deeply into the darker emotions can be, begin to affect your reality. And also diving too much into all the positive stuff is going to split yourself away from another part of yourself. So it's really finding the balance in between, but realizing how much our words do affect our reality, but also in that remaining authentic and whole within ourselves and holding space for ourselves and others to be who they are and to not deny parts of themselves. Mm, okay, Michelle. So let me let me summarize um, and get my understanding of what you said. And yes. please feel free to correct me just so for okay. our audience we get away. So if I think of our previous guest, uh, the professor mm-hmm. also spoke about um, emotions and stories. Um, and what he mentioned a lot was being still and doing things with intention and attention. And I think that's, that's what you're saying as well. You're yes. saying there's not good or bad and there's not yes. Right or wrong. It's being aware of the the negative side, the difficulty, the struggles, and being aware of the positive and the light. Um, So it's not negating the one, it's allowing them to flow. Um, It's being aware of sometimes the negative difficult emotions and allowing it and not turning your back on it, allowing it to flow Mm -hmm. and being very conscious when you are thinking of words, when you are telling your story, that you're looking at, um, I suppose, suppose with any situation you can extract mm. a negative or positive. So you say just be aware of extracting the positive without yes. turning your back on the negative. So it's finding that balance. Is that is that basically what you're saying? Hundred percent, Nikki. Hundred percent. Perfect, yes. That's okay. it. That's exactly it. 
fantastic. I just want to share. I came across something that said words so powerful. They can crush a heart or heal it. They can shame a soul or liberate it. They can shatter dreams or energize them. They can obstruct connection or invite mm. it. They can create defenses or melt them. We have to use words wisely. And I think basically that's Beautiful. what you're saying. Be awake and, and be aware of what you're saying and what you're thinking and believing. Absolutely, Nikki. I love that that you just read, that, that you just quoted. Now, it's beautiful. Yes, absolutely, that's it. Fantastic. Well, Michelle, thank you so much. And uh, I presume if people want to get hold of you, they can do it via your website, which is michellehaydenhays.com. Yes, Nikki. Um, it's Michelle and then the first letter of my middle name, which is Lana. So it's michellelhaldenhays.com. Wonderful. Michelle, thank you so much for your time today. We do appreciate it. Thank you so much, Nikki. Have a wonderful thank day. You. Take huh? care. Thank you. Yeah. And bye-bye. So, wow, you know, we, we always have something new to think about. And perhaps over the next week, be aware of what comes out of your mouth. Uh, be aware of what you're thinking and what you're believing. It's such an interesting journey that we are all on. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a pleasure, as it always is, to be with you. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, DJ Flo. Um, and thank you, uh, Lee and Colleen, for putting the show together. Um, I look so forward to being with you next week. Take care, stay warm, be safe, and stay healthy. For me, Nikki Seberini, until next week, bye-bye.